Are you ready? Here we go. It's happening. Are you ready to do this? Gaining strength in numbers. Uh, yeah. I can feel it. It's a movement improving the lives of Americans. Gotta give the people what they want. Upholding the ideals of human values. Those poor misguided fools. And making the outdoors more outdoorsier. So let's get right to it, shall we? Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trev. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. That was awesome. You're rocking. That's why these animals thrive, is because of that value that they have to the hunting community. Every year, hunters contribute $1 billion. When you're talking about conservation, it's the numbers that are the bottom line. That's the tip of the iceberg. If we look at the statistics, 66 rhinos were killed by big game hunters between South Africa and Namibia in 2015. 1,200, I think is the total, were killed by poachers. I think that's ludicrous. I think it's immoral, and I don't think anybody's entitled to do that. Wildlife would be worse off if legal hunting did not exist. Does the North American model of wildlife conservation need an update? Sure. The Seven Sisters for Conservation brought back our fledgling wild game numbers many years ago. But is it time to reevaluate our current practices? We'll examine just that and much more on today's show as we talk all things conservation. We can talk conservation. Yes! We can talk conservation all day. Awesome. But if we don't fight and you don't fight, then we're not conservationists. That's, well, who is that? That's men without hats, right? <laughs> Why am I doing the chicken it's dance? Like, it's like men at work. I am doing the chicken dance. This is amazing. All right, so we are talking all things conservation on today's show. Who's some of our guests? Uh, by the way, we're going to have on Ivan Carter. Oh. This guy is amazing, Carter's War. That actually stands for Wild Animal Response. It airs on Outdoor Channel Fridays. 7 p.m. Eastern time. You were going to jump in at any moment there. I know it. Uh, he's actually going to stick around for a double header. I was going to so say two-parter. Actually, you know what? We've got a clip, don't we, Frank? Yeah, we've got a clip. This is where Ivan Carter touches on how basically we have let our emotions ultimately dictate and doom uh, certain aspects of wildlife conservation here in America. Take it away. Ivan Carter. People who love wildlife understand the principles of wildlife management, understand the necessity of hunting of a certain amount of offtake, understand the principles of what good management takes. Things like the imbalance between the wolf and the elk population in Yellowstone National Park would never occur because practical, commonsensical solutions would prevail rather than the most emotional decisions being made. It's sad, but true. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. That whole Can you mean Yellowstone debacle. Chuck Schumer doing all that. It's great to have an emotional attachment to the game that you're trying to protect, but sometimes too much is too much. i like for Chuck Schumer to go out and try to reason with the bears and wolves. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> anyway, so Ivan Carter, he is going to join us for a special doubleheader. Also, Officer Bill Webster, he is with the Law, Enforcement, Law Enforcement Division of Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Plus, you can check him out this Saturday. Awesome on Outdoor Channel. That is Wardens, presented by Streamlight, and that is Saturday, 12 p.m. PM and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Where again? On Outdoor Channel. Then we're going to be joined by my man. This is it. Mr. Terry Shepard, Hollywood Weapons. This show is actually it's so awesome. Uh, Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel as well. Now, it debuted be, last Monday. Yeah, last Monday. you got to watch this show. The show is incredible. But Terry Shepard, uh, he is stopping by. Now, Mrs. Bunny, what are you going to talk about? Uh, raising game birds. Really? Mrs. Bunny, she's talking the birds and... 
I guess just the birds. This is Buddy. We'll <laughs> give you the bird. <laughs> it's brought to you by <laughs> Nissan. Gorgeous, exciting, feminine goddess. This girl rocks. She speaks her mind and she knows what she wants. Yep, it's Mrs. Bunny talking about raising game birds. Brought to you by Nissan and NissanUSA.com. Okay, uh, raising game birds. Most people are just going to go out and hunt, right? Jimbo has done this a lot. Yeah, yeah actually. I'm actually talking mostly pheasants. We've done ducks before, for the record. Like, don't raise ducks. Okay, so. Ducks are a pain in the butt. Anyways, reasons for bringing up your own birds. Obviously, you have an on-hand supply of pheasants for hunting. You can release them right before you go, and you have an on-hand supply. Yeah. Uh, you have you can use them for dog training or for bolstering your local population. Raise them, just release them into your area. That's what I did. Yeah, exactly. Um, it also helps the hunter themselves understand the birds more if they see their habits and things like that close up. It's also a great learning experience for kids or a way to get kids involved That's what I was gonna in say, this yeah. process. So um, the first thing you need to do is purchase chicks. You can di- do this a couple ways, either by delivery service. Someone actually on a truck drives out and delivers you chicks, or you can get a mail service. We've had them delivered FedEx. Yeah. Yes, amazing. They, they can survive five days on their yolk sack within the egg once they hatch, and so they are okay in the mail for that long. But obviously, the quicker they get to you, the better. Um, what you're going to need, you don't have to have a fancy operation to, the, to do this, but what you're going to need is a brood barn, somewhere that you can keep these, okay? So um, in our case, you use a uh, horse, uh, trough. horse trough. And it has to be oval. Yes. Or round. Or you can, if you have a dedicated building for it, a brooder barn, if you will, it just needs to be within a structure that is weather tight and um, airtight. You know, you don't want you don't want it to be really drafty. And you need Put to, some heat lamps in there. Exactly. You need to completely disinfect it one to two weeks before you get your newborn chicks. They thrive in a sanitized environment with new bedding, appropriate lighting, heat, and feed. Okay. So um, for your heat lamps, you can get a gas brooder. They're great for large flocks. Um, otherwise, you just need one infrared bulb 250 watts for every 100 chicks you have um bulbs with red ends are not as bright and they actually help control pecking and cannibalism so get the red light yeah oh Uh, upon arrival you open the box you have them in there you need to do this immediately you take them out of the box dip their beaks in water and put them under the heat lamps and then make sure that you keep food and water constant Uh, they should form a circle under the heat lamp and if you watch the behavior to determine if changes need to be made if the chicks begin to um bunching up under the the lamp it means they're too cold so you need to lower the lamp or add more bulbs if they begin to spread out or pant they're too hot you need to turn off one of the bulbs or raise the heat lamps or open a window during hot weather you use heat lamps until the chicks are about three to four weeks old and then you discontinue lamps depending on how cold it is outside after two to three weeks allow the chicks to be in a pen outside during the daytime on warm sunny days the pen should be covered with one inch uh, uh, chicken wire to keep chicks from escaping um, feed and water use a two foot long feeder for every 50 chicks and just a one-gallon waterer for every 75 chicks. This doesn't take a whole lot. You So so far, you need a building to keep them in, a horse trough, say, a lamp, and a feeder and a waterer. There's really not that much in the way of equipment that you need to do this. Now, I do have to say that Jimbo and I have done this for years, and we never went to that extent. No. I mean, <laughs> like, well, the saddest part for us, though, is because we didn't have a horse trough, we had to go buy a horse, and then yeah. we could get the trough. It's like... Cart two, before the horse. Two maybe. for one special. I've seen so many people actually just put them in like a kiddie pool. Yeah. To be honest, like run to yeah, Walmart. you can do that. Uh-huh. Exactly. Well, and they're, they're easy to clean up too. Now, yeah, that is the nice part about it. And they're lightweight. I mean, this teaches something, um, especially to your children. Uh, you know, I was going to say, it's a lot like having a puppy, but after a while you can release it and shoot it. Um, <laughs> the puppy? No, 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 you don't want to do that to the puppy. I really like doing this. I mean, how many have we done? Oh. And we've never like... 
in the area went out and hunted them. Like thousands, I think. And so I mean, it's a really fun thing. It is a lot of work, but it doesn't last long. No. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't. Well, it's recommended if you're going to uh, release them as chicks, you release them around eight weeks of age. Yeah. Either that or wait till they're four Near a water adults. source, like yeah. a guzzler or something. Exactly. Uh, food is not a big deal. Um, just a 28% game bird starter and uh, let it go with that. Yeah, you don't you want have- the medicated feed no. either. And you could probably get all that at Cabela's. For Cabela's a- yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, all your game bird feed and all your little feeders and stuff like that. If by the time you're done, I mean, realistically, I don't know how many, let's say you raise uh, five to 800. Uh huh. You're probably going to have about 500 bucks invested in it. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's not that bad. And, and just a little bit of time each day. But uh, it, next thing you know, here comes think, the rooster. Now around here, we have way too many pheasants, so we've actually been raising coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, got, but got, they're well fed. they got to balance it somehow. Uh, Mrs. Bunny, is that it? That's it, guys. This is, hey, this was a good idea, Mrs. Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ringtime Project. Are you going to be buying some more this year? This year, probably another 1,000. Really? Yeah. Holy cow. Between maybe. April and August is when a lot of the online dealers send out chicks. So uh, now's the time. I mean, starting this month, really, to uh, get your order in and your stuff together in order to do so. Yeah, so, so does that Chinese spa in Haze. There we right. go. So Mrs. Bunny, she has been talking about raising some pheasant chicks. Turning them loose. Isn't that right? That's right, guys. She's a chick herself. All right, so we are talking all things conservation on today's show. Coming up next. We got Terry Shepard. No, we got Ivan Carter. Well, right after him. That's right. We're <laughs> going to do a special uh, two-part interview with Mr. Ivan Carter. Once again, that is Carter's War on Outdoor Channel. Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Fantastic show. Uh, make sure you watch it. Big shout-out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, My Outdoor TV, Nissan, Cinch Jeans, Silent. To shop high mouth seasonings and Cabela's. Almost outfitter. Thank you very much for that, Mrs. Bunny. See you guys next week. Thank you so much. We can talk conservation. We can talk conservation all day. Jim, you don't dance. (laughs) (laughs) Jim doesn't dance, but uh, I don't think Ivan Carter does either, right? I don't know. Uh, He's coming up next. We do, I get to lead. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Come on, pick up the phone. Drop us a line every now and then. What's our damn phone number? 785-846-7647 or anytime at JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will continue after these short messages. Right now, watch thousands of the best outdoor TV shows with My Outdoor TV. This is how we do it. It's real people, real adrenaline. The new app that lets you stream from the world's largest library of exclusive outdoor content. Y'all want more? I'm going to give you more. You can even download it's adventure to go. That's what I'm talking about. Powered by the leaders. Built on the experience of legends. Start your free trial today. Download the My Outdoor TV app right now. You hear that? It's not a countdown. It's a count up. 36,101 miles. 36,102 miles. Day after day, you push your truck to the limit. But here's the thing. Most truck warranties offer bumper-to-bumper coverage for only three years, 36,000 miles. Just 36,000 miles? Come on. Your odometer doesn't care if your warranty falls short. It just keeps on ticking. So here's what Nissan's gonna do. We're backing the 2017 Titan with America's best truck warranty. Five years, 100,000 miles, bumper-to-bumper. So the odometer can keep doing its job, and you can keep doing yours. Take on tough jobs with the 2017 Nissan Titan and America's best truck warranty. Five years, 100,000 miles, bumper to bumper.
Limited warranty details available at your local Nissan dealer. Certain exclusions apply. Call 1-800-249-7225 for comparison details. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and all things conservation this week. Now, here's a two-part interview with Ivan Carter from Carter's War on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and Nissan. This is part one. Wolves in Wyoming slaughtered 19 elk in a single evening on March 22nd. According to the Wyoming Game and Fish Department, 17 of the dead elk were calves, while two were adult cows. They were killed near a feed ground outside of the Bondurant area. You know the crazy part? With the Wyoming DNR, they chalked it up to nothing more than a surplus killing. I call it a whoops. Like they, yeah, exactly. They were at a Golden Corral's, like a buffet, and That's they were it. done. That's before it. the break, though. Hey, before the break, we heard from Mrs. Bunny, and she talked about now's the time to get out there and raise those uh, game birds for this fall season. But right now, Mr. Ivan Carter! I would like to take you. Anyways, just now being joined by Mr. Ivan Carter. Make sure you watch Carter's War, that is Wild Animal Response, airing on Outdoor Channel Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Ivan, welcome back. But let, let's get right into this. We got to ask I you mean, this. There's no undeniable fact that humans have an affinity for wild game. I mean, it's true. They like to look at them. But the problem is our emotions, they are hindering us from making good decisions when it comes to managing them. I mean, look at the whole crap storm that's happening where the, the wolves and the bear are dead decimating our elk and deer herds and so question as an outsider looking in here in north america mr ivan where are we going wrong you know i think that guys the the most fundamental thing is that true conservation needs to happen with your brain not with your heart we need to understand the management principles behind animals and yes we all love to see them we all love to embrace them it's something that really is our right to get outdoors and look at and enjoy wildlife but so many people with opinions are making those opinions from their hearts not from their brains and very often the opinion of the average layman is not the opinion of a biologist or an ecologist it's the opinion of just a wildlife lover. And, and, you know, I think that one of the things that always seems to fall out of our conversation is human population growth. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're in North America. It doesn't matter whether you're in Africa. There are more people on this planet than there have ever been before. You go to the edge of any big city in America and you'll see developments. Those developments are land across which, in some cases, buffalo used to roam. In some cases, that was wild forest areas and tens of thousands of acres every year are taken out of the equation from a wild perspective. How can we possibly think that the situation today is going to be the same as the situation was 200 years ago when there was just a tiny fraction of the number of people living in North America as they are today? And so when you start looking at that, natural migration routes have been stopped. The wildlife, the prey species is often much less or should I say more precarious than it was in the past. Yes, there's always a need for balance. There's always a need for predators and prey. But... At the hand of man, they've been compressed into these little areas of wild land. And at the hand of man, they need to be managed in order to be successful within those little areas. Yeah. Now, do you suppose that the the people who are in charge of the conservation efforts around the world have used the United States as their role model? Uh, And does that need to change? Do we need to uh, do some things now uh, that we have not kept up with? You know, I think that it's very interesting. As I, as I travel around the world, I see lots of different conservation models. I think if you look at the Yellowstone model and the amount of money that it generates from tourism, 
or you look at the, the deer hunting model and the fact that many hundreds of thousands of deer are shot in Michigan every year and every single one of those has a license fee paid for it. Just the volume of people doing that means that there's millions and millions of dollars generated by that. That's a very different model to northern Cameroon where you might get just a handful of permits in, a, in an area that's enormous. And trying to make those permits generate the same amount of money as, as hundreds of thousands of permits aside. So you're not really comparing apples to apples. And I think what's crucially important is to make sure that the wildlife policies and the, the conservation policies are taken into account for that particular arena, for that particular environment, and for those particular species, because everyone is different. And so, you know, I think that it's very, very important, even within the United States, to make sure that each population, each area is conserved within the boundaries of what really works for the species and the land on which they are. Nobody can argue that the open flat plains of Wyoming is a very different conservation conversation to the Appalachian Mountains. Now, talking with uh, Mr. Ivan Carter, Carter's War, fantastic show on Outdoor Channel Fridays, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. But would you say, whether it's here in North America or, or over in Africa, New Zealand, wherever it may be, Cameroon, that poaching and habitat destruction have been the two major downfalls of wildlife populations. There's absolutely no question. And I think that poaching becomes more and more prevalent the closer to the breadline that you become. So poaching for meat in North America is probably not even one one tenth of 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 what it is in Africa, where everybody's on the breadline, and yeah. so poaching in North America takes the form of, in some cases, trophy poaching. In some cases, there is some meat poaching, but it's not the same conversation. In North America, it's very much more expansion of the human element and the compression of their wildlife. And to be honest, one of the greatest threats to our wildlife is improperly thought out policies. And in today's world, people will often say to me, what's the greatest threat to our wildlife? The greatest threat is improper policymaking. And improper policymaking is the effect of social media. And social media has, for the first time ever in history, given everybody a voice. So if you're a policymaker and you receive a million letters asking for a particular policy to be put in place, you're probably going to listen before you look and see how well qualified those people are to dictate that policy. And that's one of the greatest threats to our wildlife. I truly believe that. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, if you go back in history, when the conservation effort first started, it was started by hunters. And then it was passed on, if you will, to uh, guides and outfitters and professional hunters like yourself. Now, in in that whole process, did you find yourself before you really got into Carter's War, you were actually practicing conservation by only taking X number of species out of a herd in order to be able to maintain that herd? And it's something that you started? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you just look at the successes staying on the North American model for a moment. The successes of Ducks Unlimited, the millions and millions of, the, of acres of wetland that have been rejuvenated by duck hunters. Why do they do that? Because they want to hunt ducks. Yeah. Because they love <laughs> to hunt ducks. They're not going to go and overshoot their quota because they're looking out for the future of the species they love to pursue. And that in itself makes hunters these incredible conservationists. Now, the argument from the anti-hunters is that it's a warped idea to do conservation in order that you've got more animals to hunt. 
The reality is it doesn't matter the reason as long as proper conservation is happening. You bet. Hey, Ivan, how about stick it around for a second part of this great interview on conservation? Perfect. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys and the opportunity. I really do. All right. Awesome. Well, don't go anywhere. Part two with Mr. Ivan Carter. It is coming up next. Make sure you watch the Carter's War on Outdoor Channel Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and Nissan. Mr. Ivan Carter will be coming up right after this. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air. They're fat, lazy slobs who won't take responsibility for themselves. They're just a bunch of immature jerks. They're inferior genetic scum. They are so dumb, I think you should hear them for yourself. Um, tell us what you really think of the show at JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The Revolution will be right back. Right now, watch thousands of the best outdoor TV shows with My Outdoor TV. This is how we do it. It's real people, real adrenaline. The new app that lets you stream from the world's largest library of exclusive outdoor content. Y'all want more? I'm going to give you more. You can even download. It's adventure to go. That's what I'm talking about. Powered by the leaders. Built on the experience of legends. Start your free trial today. Download the My Outdoor TV app right now. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our high mountain seasonings jerky kits snack and sticks buckboard bacon finishing sauces rubs and shakers marinades and more go to himtnjerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today meet sid sid doesn't check for traffic updates sid does simplify suppressor ownership meet sid the new interactive kiosk that makes the fingerprinting and paperwork of silencer applications quick, easy, and pain-free. If you're ready to own a silencer, make time to meet Sid, your new buddy in the silencer business. Available at selected Powered by Silencer Shop retailers. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trev. We're hunting for conservation. Now let's get back to Ivan Carter from Carter's War on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Cinch, the official clothing brand of The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Check them out at cinchjeans.com. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we were talking with Ivan Carter. Hey, this is part two of Ivan Carter talking about conservation here in the United States. Hey, that's right. Make sure you watch Carter's War on Outdoor Channel Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, for us watching you on Carter's War, I mean, you are the face of anti-poaching and conservation uh, in You're a Africa. poster boy. Now, obviously, <laughs> I mean, you really are. And it seems like, you know, hunting is taking, you know, a, a big back seat for you for conservation. Did this movement start with you out of you, just you, your passion, your love for animals, or was it out of necessity? You saw that there is a huge need and something has to be done. What caused Carter's War? You know, I think that one of the most important things to remember is there's only 365 days in a year, and both hunting and producing TV shows that create great awareness are a full-time job. And so, yes, I absolutely have had hunting taking a back step, but only because of the amount of time that I, I just have too much on my plate. And what I realized is through my hunting pursuits, through, you know, I've guided on, on bird watching and game viewing trips through most of Africa's countries that have got wildlife in them. Uh, I've guided hunters through most of Africa's wildlife countries that allow hunting. 
And what you realize is that nobody's telling these stories. Yeah. These are stories that it's crucial to get out there into the general public. They, they stories of, you know, I don't know if you saw recently we had an episode about the chimpanzee trade. Over a thousand baby chimpanzees are traded to live exotic pet collectors, you know, every oh. single year out of Congo. Wow. People don't realize that stuff's happening. Who's going to tell them? Who's on the front line telling these stories? You know, giraffes have gone extinct in seven different African countries. How can the largest, tallest animal on the face of the planet <laughs> yeah. go extinct in seven countries without it being common knowledge? Oh, my gosh. Should yeah. be able to see you coming. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, what, what one has found is it's like, it's to be honest, it's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a bit of a problem for me because the more I learn about these issues, the more passionate I become about seeking solutions. And the solutions actually are very simple. People always say to me, how can we solve this? How can we solve this? There's a lot of wildlife heroes on the front line right now today while we're having this interview. Those guys are chasing poachers. They're doing very valuable research, but almost to a man, they underfunded and they overworked. If we can motivate the global community to get out there and provide financing for these folks, and allow them to be the heroes they are by providing them the, the financial resources, the support, the training, and the equipment they need, we can truly win this. And so, so that's why I started the, we, we have a foundation, um, the Ivan Carter Wildlife Conservation Alliance, which is dedicated to supporting these solutions. And, and to be honest, we are seeing huge amounts of traction because we're doing it differently to most NGOs. You know, I think it's so sad is Africa's wildlife, its plight is unlike anywhere else in the world because whether you have the the illegal trade of animals poaching for medicinal purposes poaching for the bread line like you said there's just so many different evil things happening to wildlife over there it has to at, at some point in time just feel so daunting to you mr ivan you know, one of the things that you are absolutely right, it, it really can be daunting. In fact, I don't say this often, but there are times where you wake up at 2 a.m. and you, you, you ask some pretty deep questions. Yeah. Humanity as a whole, there's more humans on the planet than ever before. And as a percentage, that means there's more weirdos than ever before. <laughs> yeah. And as a percentage, I mean, we are more engaged with weird stuff on the internet and through social media than ever before. Yeah. So let's, let's look at it very practically from 60,000 feet above the ground. You've got more weirdos. Everybody's got a cell phone so they can record them being weird. And it all ends up on social media. And so really... As a percentage, I don't think it's changed, but because we're sitting at 7 billion people, when I was a boy, we used to wonder if it would ever get to 4 billion people. We are sitting at 7 billion people. If 1% of those are weirdos, that's a bunch of weird out there, guys. <laughs> that's a whole bunch. <laughs> hey, that was Ivan Carter. He has a program called Carter's War. It's on Outdoor Channel Fridays at 7 o'clock. That's right, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, Mr. Ivan, you're such an amazing man. To find out more about you, how we can help, where we can go to, to better educate ourselves. Where can we find that online? IvanCarter.com. And from there, that'll lead you into everything that we do. Um, I've just started an initiative called the Raindrop Initiative based on the fact that raindrops bring life. We can all agree with that. Mm -hmm. And a tidal wave is made up of millions of raindrops. Imagine if we could all get together and once a month put $5 onto the front line if we could get a million people putting five bucks onto the front line every month, that's just a cup of a, a, a cup of luxury coffee. I mean, five bucks. 
we can truly make a difference. So that's one of my big initiatives at the moment, but all of that's at IvanCarter.com. And um, yeah, it, it, we hope to motivate people to really put some support onto the front line. You bet. So Mr. Ivan Carter, Carter's War on Outdoor Channel, Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Got to get to a break. Mr. Ivan, what you do, it's just amazing. God bless you and keep up the great work, buddy. Thank you so much for the opportunity, guys, and I appreciate everything that you do as well. All right, stay right there. Don't touch that dial because coming up next is Officer Bill Webster. That's right, and he's going to be featured in this week's episode of Warden's presented by Streamlight, airing on Outdoor Channel this Saturday, 12 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and he is with the Law Enforcement Division of the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Uh, but this has been brought to you by Cinch, the official clothing brand of the revolution with Jim and Trav. Check them out online at cinchjeans.com. Mr. Bill, coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Assume the position, Trav. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Thanks for choosing the number one outdoor radio show across the USA. And bonjour, Jim Appel, Jim and Trev. For our one French listener, connect with the boys on social media and at JimandTrev.com. Stick around. The Revolution will continue next. Introducing the ultimate midsize utility ATV, the all-new Yamaha Kodiak 450. The Kodiak 450 offers class-leading comfort and proven off-road capability with its durable Ultramatic Automatic Trans mission on command four-wheel drive plus optional electric power steering starting at just $59.99. See the new Kodiak 450 today at yamahamotorsports.com. MSRP subject to change. ATVs are recommended for use only by riders age 16 and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. I spy a black pickup truck. Oh, come on. How about something a little easier? Okay. I spy error-free forms, fast ATF processing, a 90-day money-back guarantee, and the largest inventory in the industry. Hmm. I spy Powered By. That's right. With over 300 Powered By silencer shop retailers nationwide, there's always one close by. Is that easy enough for you? Ha! <laughs> Almost too easy. Demand Powered By. Shop our industry-leading inventory at silencershop.com. Right now, watch thousands of the best outdoor TV shows with My Outdoor TV. This is how we do it. It's real people, real adrenaline. The new app that lets you stream from the world's largest library of exclusive outdoor content. Y'all want more? I'm going to give you more. You can even download. It's adventure to go. That's what I'm talking about. Powered by the leaders. Built on the experience of legends. Start your free trial today. Day. Download the My Outdoor TV app right now. Welcome back to the Revolution with Jim and Trav, talking about conservation this week. Now, here's Officer Bill Webster from Wardens, presented by Streamlight on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings, Cinch Jeans, Silencer Shop, and Cabela's. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. We just finished a two-part interview with old Ivan Carter. He has a program called Carter's War. That's right. It's Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, and we are talking... We're talking conservation on this week's show. Yes, we are. And we're just now being joined by Officer Bill Webster. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when Bill comes for you? You are screwed! And Bill comes looking for you. Do you know why? I don't hide very well. You don't hide very well. You need bird camo. Uh, no, he is actually with the law. The Michigan guys. Division of Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Check him out, though, this weekend. 
I'm out of breath on Wardens presented by Streamlight. It's actually going to be Saturday, 12 p.m. or 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, let's talk about, welcome to the show, uh, first of all, Mr. Bill, but on this uh, specific episode of Wardens that you're on this weekend, a couple of cases featured, you guys are actually investigating baiting, uh, illegal deer baiting up there, and, and, and that's a big concern for you guys, so tell us why. Why is this such an issue, and what's going on with the deer baiting up there? Well, in Northeast Michigan, it's been illegal for a number of years. Um, ever since I was a kid, it's been illegal to bait in uh, Alpena and Mount Rents counties, the two areas that I've, I work the most up here. And it's a controversial issue. Um, people don't understand why they can't do it here. In other areas of the state, they can. But uh, the big part is, you know, we have TB, tuberculosis, in our cattle herds, and also we're finding it in our deer. Oh, wow. We, we need to have a baseline out there where we can stop this and tell the people, you know, you cannot bait because the nose-to-nose contact with deer is a big portion of how that's spread. You know, and deer are naturally, they're group-oriented. They like to be, you know, in groups, especially does. And if you put a large bait pile in one area, you're going to have a large congregation of deer in that one spot, which is promoting that nose-to-nose contact. Yeah. Well, you know, I was born and raised in Michigan, and I remember going, as we would call it, up north. My father would stop off in the valley there, the Saginaw Valley, and pick up a load of carrots or turnips or whatever. And uh, this is going back in the 50s and 60s and uh, and take it up and put it into a pile. But, you know, the funny part about it, he put it out and very rarely did anything ever find. It. Well, I don't think people, he's not talking about going and putting out a pile of uh, carrots, I don't think, are you? No, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not. I'm, I'm talking about uh, people that are intentionally putting out bait to help and assist in the harvest of deer. Um, the other one is, is people will feed deer also, and that's for recreational viewing, Yeah, which is also illegal. And, and a lot of people think they're helping the deer, but in a turn, they're actually giving it false hope because you cannot sustain a deer herd by supplemental feeding. Yeah. Now, the deer need to be able to eat off of the land and uh, have what's available to them there, and you can't, you know, have an overabundance of deer, otherwise they won't survive. Yeah, talk with uh, Mr. Bill Webster. He is with the Law Enforcement Division of the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Make sure you watch him this weekend on Wardens, presented by Streamlight. That is Saturdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Going back to baiting for a second, you know, a guy or a gal... They really, they want to go out and put some venison in the freezer. Maybe they want to get a nice rack for the wall. And that's as far as the thought process, the cognitive side on their part, goes into it, where you guys are taking a totally different approach, saying, hey, whoa, if we don't curtail this and if we don't manage things, there isn't going to be any game 50 years down the road for you guys to hunt. We need to be smart about this. And it's not that you guys are against baiting, but what it's leading to. And that's the thing is you guys aren't there to discourage anybody from going out there to hunt. You're actually there to bolster the numbers, to make sure there is hunting for future generations. Exactly. And that that you hit it right on the head. We need to make sure that we have this for our kids and then our kids' kids can enjoy this in our recreation that we have here in the great state of Michigan. You know, the baiting is just one part of it. In that northeast part of the the state, you know where TB is present? That's just that main topic that gets hit on quite often is the baiting up here. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's really interesting. Uh, you know, you hear various stories and so forth on how poaching is handed down from one generation like it's supposed to be that way. And and 
Can you think of the, the time that your predecessors had trying to take the guys that were doing market hunting to where there is now a limit on these various species that they're going after that uh, it had to be tough back then? Oh, I, I can't imagine. It would, it would have probably been, I guess you could say, more fun <laughs> because of that, uh, just the whole different dynamic. You know, when you read the, the old stories of what the old conservation officers did back in the day when this was, was getting off the ground and, and compared to what we have now, you know, somebody that may take, you know, seven to 13 deer in a deer season, you know, he's not selling it. He's doing it more for the take and uh, bolstering his own trophy room not necessarily out there selling it. Yeah. Now, you uh, you have something uh, in Michigan called the Bear Surrogate Program, and I know that your division is not a part of it. It's actually wildlife. But can you kind of explain to our listeners what this Bear Surrogate Program is all about? Sure. And what, what that is is the DNR Wildlife Division is trying to collect data on bears. And uh, we look for bears in dens, and that's the easiest time to get them to collar them. Mm-hmm. So we work along with landowners, and that's mainly used to collect that data, we can follow that bear with the, with the GPS um, collars that they put on them. And if there tends to be, you know, occasionally we come across, you know, a sow that may have been hit by a car and its cubs left, you know, without its mom at that point, mm. and we can try to put that young cub back with another mother. And uh, a lot of times that works really well for uh, the survival rate of that animal. You bet. There you have it. That's Bill Webster. That's Officer Bill Webster. And he has a great program. That's right. You salute this man and you be respectful. He is with the Law Enforcement Division of the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Make sure you watch Mr. Bill Webster, though, on Wardens, presented by Streamlight Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Mr. Bill, thank you so much for coming on the show. God bless you. And we appreciate what you do, man. Hey, thanks very much for your time. You bet. Hey, coming up next is Terry Shepard. He has a program on Outdoor Channel called Hollywood Weapons. It's every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. One more time I on Outdoor this. Channel. Yeah, but this interview with Mr. Bill was brought to you by High Mount Seasings, Cinch Jeans, Silencer Shop, and Cabela's. We will return right after this with Terry Shepard. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Luckily, you can't smell this show over the radio. But if you want to imagine it, it smells like energy drinks, cabbage, Hot dogs, dog food, and chewing tobacco. Yum. Stick around. The boys will continue right after these messages. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Maui. 
to the revolution with Jim and Trev. Now, here's Terry Shepard from Hollywood Weapons on Outdoor Channel, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Hey, you're back in the air with Jim and Trav. Phone lines are open to 785-846-7647. Trav, uh, we're going to take a departure from what we've been talking about this week and have on a guy that we absolutely love, and he's got a great new show. That's right. That's Mr. Terry Shepard. He's a U.S. Green Beret medic, sniper, and close combat specialist. I'm saluting. And that means he can kill you a hundred ways with a toothbrush. He can smell your fear. Mr. Terry, welcome to the show, buddy. <laughs> By the way, those accolades aren't true, but I'll let you believe them if I can get what I want. So, okay. All right, so, good, to, good to talk to you guys again, man. Yeah, yeah, Hollywood Weapons debuted this past Monday, April 3rd. It's 9 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. First episode, Criminal Minds. You kind of debunk some things. This is an incredible show, man. Well, it's a lot of fun. It, you know, the thing is, too. You know, I get to play these characters in these scenes, and then and then we break out. We eventually do the test, and you also see how the special effects guys do it behind the scenes. But then I've got to actually make the shot with that gun under those conditions, and sometimes it works amazingly well, and sometimes uh, Shepard doesn't uh, do as well as he wanted to. It is what it is. We don't fake it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in the very first episode, you know, just a couple of nights ago, uh, run us through exactly what happened and uh, and what did you find out. Yeah, so so there's a scene where the bad guy is, is driving a girl in a car and he runs off a bridge mm-hmm. and the car starts sinking. So, yeah. you know, she's trying to get out and uh, the, all of a sudden the dude wakes up and he's going to kill her with a knife. And all of a sudden uh, Thomas Gibson's character comes across the hood with his gun underwater, shoots through the windshield <laughs> and then double taps the guy. And it looks, <laughs> it looks pretty bad. It looks bad at the film. So, yeah. of course... Can you really do that? Can you, you know, do we, it? Yeah. We, we uh, you know, we, I talked with Joe, we interviewed him, I interviewed Thomas Gibson, he was very nice. And they're like, yeah, well, I don't know, we'll see. So that's what we did. And the way we did it was we used the service gun that Gibson had. And, um, but the problem was the round, obviously guns are not designed to propel a projectile through water. So the yeah. round, as soon as it leaves the, the, the barrel, it starts slowing down. So we did it in the exact distance in the show and the, and the round just, tapped the windshield and fell down. So, Did it really? Yeah. So we. So, but of course, you know, we wanted to make it go to eleven. So we then tried. To, uh, then we. Tr- then we tried. <laughs> tried a three fifty seven, and then we. And then we went up to the uh, the four fifty four Casul. Oh wow. Yeah, which is a bear killer gun. Yeah. And uh, the 357 didn't really quite do it either. It, it punched it, but it didn't break through. But the four fifty four went through it like butter. And, Did it? Uh, yeah, so, but I also paid for it because, remember, I was underwater. That's what I was wondering, the pressure. Yeah. In an enclosed tank, you know, I'm a scuba instructor. I've done a lot of dive stuff. I yeah. knew that I was going to eat that because it's we're in a, an enclosed tank, and water transfers energy uh, very, very effectively because it's elastic and all that. So I knew I was going to take a thump, you know, and so I had my mouth open underwater, but still it was just that, that round was so powerful, and the, and the gun just crushed me. So it was... It was fun. It was all a the, lot of fun. All the service weapons have to be 454 Casuals. Uh, so Hollywood, <laughs> yeah, by the way, that would that, be amazing. That, that's so funny. And immediately after that, all, all the police departments said, we, we need that gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, actually, in Harley Davis and the Marlboro Man, he says, nobody starts with a 454 Casual. <laughs> well, right, so Holly, well, Hollywood weapons, that. make sure you watch at 9 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday night on Outdoor Channel. I mean, this is kind of cool May because, 15th. yeah, this is a scientific and educational show that basically questions the legitimacy 
of television and movies. And so that's one thing that I've always had an issue with is whether it's a video game or a movie, it, we step outside of the realms of reality. And when that happens, bad shit happens, right? Terry Shepard's yeah. there. And so, I mean, I like how you're showing people that in these circumstances, the human body... Man, it can't yeah. fall off a right. building. And you the don't gun's count the gun. Yeah, the gun's the gun. It's gonna, the gun, gun gonna do what it's gonna do. And, uh, you know, in the distance and, and, and the conditions that we recreate, if it was a real world thing, obviously they influence the heck out of it. But, yeah. you know, I'm an army guy and yeah. I've been in for, I just, I just, I just retired actually in October. From oh, did you? Race. Yeah, so Holy I got cow. 24 something years in. And, you know, I watch movies and I sit there and I go, ah, oh, come on, dude, no. But I don't, it doesn't, <laughs> if it's not over the top or gratuitous, yeah. then it, and it advances the story, it, it actually is okay. So Hollywood Weapons, make sure you watch it Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Fabulous show. Uh, this week's episode, Jaws. Now, Mr. Terry, to find out more about you, once again, talk with uh, Terry Shepard, to find out more about you, Hollywood Weapons, let's say we have a movie in mind we want to recommend. Where yeah, do we have to head to online? Here's what you, here's what you Jamokes do so. What, what you want to do is go to outdoorchannel.com, you know, and then slash Hollywood Weapons, and they they give you a place where you can actually request. You know, they can kind of reach out to us and say, "Hey, what about this team?" I'm on Twitter quite a bit at, at Terry Shepard, and definitely go to outdoorchannel.com uh, uh, slash Hollywood Weapons. And there's they have, they have a lot of cool content there. I'm trying to get them to. I think they're going to do it. I want to I want to put some outtakes and some other things. Oh yeah. Don't get, yeah, because you know we 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 put a lot of time into this, and the show is you know, 22 minute long show for a half hour. There's a lot of gold where you see me act like an idiot or something else funny happens and uh, it's worth seeing. So, so definitely go to the website, hit me up at Twitter and uh, I'll get my Facebook going. But uh, yeah, I think people are going to really like it. I hope they do. You bet. Hey, that was Terry Shepard. Of course, he has a program called Hollywood Weapons. Uh, you got to watch it. It's a great series coming up through May 15th. That's right. On Outdoor Channel, Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Got to get to a break. Big shout out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and my Outdoor TV. Mr. Terry Shepard, you are so awesome. God bless you. We love you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Anytime. We'll come back on in a few weeks. We'll talk about how things went. Seven, eight, five, eight, four, six, seven, six, four, seven. That's how you call into the show and online at JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these short messages. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Right now, watch thousands of the best outdoor TV shows with My Outdoor TV. This is how we do it. It's real people, real adrenaline. The new app that lets you stream from the world's largest library of exclusive outdoor content. Y'all want more? I'm going to give you more. You can even download. It's adventure to go. That's what I'm talking about. Powered by the leaders. Built on the experience of legends. Start your free trial today. Download the My Outdoor TV app right now. Introducing a pickup truck so tough, so rugged, you become a real man just by sitting in it. So get ready to outwork and outlast any other pickup on the planet. Sound familiar? Pickup truck ads will do anything to make their trucks sound invincible. But let's get real. No truck lasts forever. The more miles, the more repairs. It's just common sense. Yet most truck warranties offer bumper-to-bumper coverage for just three years, 36,000 miles. (laughs) That isn't much of a long haul for most truckers. 
So when you hear claims like, all-time toughest truck in the world, you know it doesn't mean much unless they can back it up. That's why we built the 2017 Nissan Titan to work hard and backed it with America's best truck warranty. Five years, 100,000 miles, bumper to bumper. Now that's a hardcore truck warranty. Take on tough jobs with the 2017 Nissan Titan family of trucks. Limited warranty details available at your local Nissan dealer. Certain exclusions apply. Call 1-800-249-7225 for comparison details. Goodbye, I gotta go. Show's over. We're going home. When is it gonna end? Well, that concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. You can always follow the boys at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. You know, we talked conservation through the whole show. And man, the more we talked, the more I liked it. Actually, we did talk through the whole show. Because uh, we did talk to Terry Shaffer, Hollywood Weapons. That's right. Kind of changed. He forgot already. <laughs> yes, I uh, Anyways, big shout out, though, to Mr. Terry Shepard. Also, Ivan Carter. That was an awesome uh, doubleheader with him. Also, Officer Bill Webster, Mrs. Bunny. This was a really fun and informational show. Yeah. Hey, we would like to thank our 515 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer, Mark Paneri, and Frank, the sound guy. That's right, Mrs. Bunny. Did you have fun today? I had a lot of fun, guys. A blast. Anyways, get outdoors this weekend. Take some kids with you and this is really a perfect time uh, to get outdoors and if you haven't already start teaching your kids and maybe their friends a little uh shooting safety you know get them yeah, out a little take, gun safety take them to the range even if they already know it a little brush of course because they're refresher gonna, they're just gonna start they're gonna start having a whole bunch of uh, hunter safety absolutely that's right okay. and turkey season's right around the corner in some places it's already started mrs bunny last word see you later guys jimbo goodbye goodbye peace out we love you God bless America rules!